Welcome to Partners in Business, the industry's leading program for aspiring and existing owner-operators. This podcast, slightly condensed from our manual, covers all of the business and equipment basics for starting out as an owner-operator or improving your existing business. Our manual combines the best material from Overdrive Magazine with the expertise of the consultants at ATBS, the nation's largest owner-operator financial services provider. This installment of Overdrive's Partners in Business Manual will cover profit and loss statements, understanding your earnings and your costs, and managing your time. All your records should be accumulated throughout the month and turned into a profit and loss statement known as a P&L. It's basically a monthly financial scorecard. You might also hear this called a financial statement or a statement of earnings. If you're not working with a business services provider to routinely get a P&L, you can do it yourself. Gather settlement statements and receipts into like categories and total up at the end of the month. Then incorporate your operating information in a consistent format to make the P&L statement. It should tell you how many miles you drove, your revenue, your costs, how much money you made during the month, your profit and loss. Building a monthly P&L allows you to see if you're improving month to month. The statement should include ratios like cents per mile and percent of revenue so you can analyze your performance. You also will be able to compare your profit and loss statement to your budget to see if you're on track with your plan. In addition, the statement should have a year-to-date column, often labeled YTD. That accumulates each month into a total for the whole year. Make it part of your routine to compare your P&L report with your budget and figure out exactly what changes you need to make to maximize profitability. Often the changes involve cost cutting. It's also a good practice to compare yourself with other owner-operators. You can learn what other you can learn what other drivers are doing to adapt to change in the trucking industry or the economy at large, but be careful. Casually comparing settlement checks, for example, can mislead you into thinking you are doing better or worse than what you really are. It's more effective to compare revenue and what other operators are doing to achieve revenue, and also what they are doing to reduce costs and minimize waste. If you're not doing as well in some areas as other operators, it's up to you to solve the problem. A trucking-related business services provider, such as ATBS, can draw upon its client data to establish benchmarks that can help guide you. These can be measurements of overall fuel economy, tire cost per mile, percentage of miles running deadhead, and so on. Most owner-operators are paid on a per-mile basis or a percentage of revenue per load. Pay per mile tends to dominate discussions about pay because it is common and it's easier to measure. However, it's often wrongly used as the sole deciding factor in the decision about leasing to a carrier or choosing one load over another. Pay per mile always must be considered in balance with gross revenue, which is the total amount paid to you by the carrier. It can include flat mileage pay, mileage pay that varies by length of haul, percentage of revenue pay, loading and unloading pay, detention pay, stop in transit pay, fuel surcharge, toll or scale reimbursement, etc. A complete comparison of revenue and expenses must be taken to analyze what carrier or what haul is best for you. By focusing on just one element of revenue, whether pay per mile or percentage of revenue, you can miss the big picture. Pay per mile, unless your carrier offers bonus mileage pay for shorter hauls or other variations, usually is consistent from month to month and year to year. Gross revenue is far less consistent. 
Any negative changes can have a disastrous effect on your fortunes. Variables affecting gross revenue include weather, national and local economies, seasonal factors such as fresh produce hauling, changes to aspects of your company such as its sales and marketing personnel and customer base, communications, lanes of operations, competition, regulation, and average length of haul. While you have only limited control over most of these, consider these ways for managing your gross revenue. First, determine a reasonable number of miles you expect to run. This requires careful consideration of factors such as your age, experience, motivation, financial goals, health, personal and family needs. The condition of your tractor or your trailer could play a role as well. Once you have established a reasonable number of miles to run each week, month, and year, your goals can become more specific and trackable. A second step for managing gross revenue is to measure your results frequently. Does your performance match your goal? If it doesn't, find out why and how to correct it. You might need to talk with your fleet about available miles or scheduling. Third, manage your time. To the extent that you control how you use your time, you are your own boss. That determines how much you get paid. The final point in managing gross revenue is to build a relationship with your fleet manager or dispatcher. Doing your best to have on-time pickup and delivery, as well as practicing good communication, will go a long way toward building trust with your fleet. This is essential to success. You'll also, no doubt, be communicating with other owner-operators about revenue. It's always good to get different perspectives, but be prepared to filter out some common revenue myths. Here are five. The first is to concentrate only on increasing revenue because costs will take care of themselves. The truth is that after reaching your break-even point, only a fraction of every extra dollar of revenue goes into your pocketbook. But with costs, 100% of every dollar saved stays in your pocket. Cost-cutting is often the best way to increase profit. The second myth is that more revenue per mile is the answer to all problems. So it's worth it to change carriers for a penny or two more per mile. The reality is that revenue per mile doesn't change much from company to company, but there can be a big difference in the miles, gross revenue, reimbursement, and fees. Those factors can have a big impact on your profit. The next myth, all you have to do to be successful is to run hard and get a lot of miles. Again, you can't ignore costs. It's possible to generate a lot of revenue, yet spend a dollar and ten cents to make every dollar. Furthermore, in percentage of revenue pay programs with self-dispatch options for experienced operators, choosing loads to maximize revenue on the shortest number of miles is the best strategy to long-term financial success. The fourth myth is that you can tell how well you're doing by the size of your settlement check. The truth is that the settlement check is only a small part of the success picture. Miles driven, loads haul, conditions, mechanical problems, time off, and especially costs all have to be considered. The final myth is that your company can control how much it pays you per mile. The harsh reality is that your company has limited influence on the rates it charges shippers because it is largely the marketplace that dictates rates. Because of that, your fleet also has limited leeway in how much it can pay you. Being able to thrive as a business owner has as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Like the head of any company, you have to be concerned about rising costs, especially when increases in revenue don't accompany them. But, as many owner-operators will tell you, trying to reduce costs can be a complicated task. Here are three points to help understand the basics of owner-operator costs. The first is that a penny saved is a $1,000 earned. 
If you drive 100,000 miles in a year, you'll save $1,000 if you can cut costs by just one penny per mile. Another basic principle? For every extra dollar of revenue generated, only part of that dollar is profit. But for every dollar of cost saved, the entire dollar contributes to your profit. The final point about costs is that costs cannot be understood on a per-mile basis alone. That's because some costs are fixed, such as a monthly truck payment, no matter how much you drive. Other are variable costs, like fuel, that are directly tied to how much you drive. Any expense defined by time is a fixed cost. Other examples are an insurance payment or license fees. You are challenged daily to bring in revenue to match against fixed expenses. Variable costs, such as tires and maintenance, will be very similar for every mile you run when averaged over long periods. Variable costs are what enable your truck to go down the road. Keeping track of all costs and their shares of revenue can be helpful in seeing whether any part of your operation is abnormal compared to other operators. This is useful not just for cutting costs, but for making business decisions. Based on the averages of clients of financial services provider ATBS in a recent year, here's a breakdown of how much of your revenue should go to key expenses. Fuel, 30%. Truck payment, 15%. Maintenance, 10%. Insurance, 4%, counting physical damage, bobtail, and occupational accident premiums. License and permits, 1%. Cell phone and other communications, 1%. So the average ATBS client nets only $0.39 cents for every dollar of gross revenue, meaning $0.61 cents of each dollar earned has to go toward vital business expenses. Keep that in mind the next time you're holding a big settlement check and feel the temptation to go on a spending spree. On the other hand, if you're paying yourself much less than a third of your revenue, take a careful look at your records. Chances are one or two costs are out of control or your revenue is too low. One critical element that's common to costs and revenue is time. Better time management yields lower costs, higher revenue, and more home time. There are weekly, monthly, and quarterly cycles in trucking. Understanding them can help your time management. For example, you can take vacation time or plan major work on your tractor during the first week or two of the quarter, when freight volume often dips. That would mean early January, April, July, or October. Never take off time during the last two weeks of the quarter, or the last week of the month, when freight typically is abundant. Sometime it works to your advantage to look for loads that take you through home rather than to home. The latter can interrupt your revenue stream and require additional time to get back up to full speed again. Another time consideration is time away from work. If a company driver takes a week off, he loses only the opportunity to make a weekly paycheck, or not even that if he's getting vacation pay. When an owner-operator takes off a week, he not only misses revenue, but he has fixed expenses to pay. When he returns to work, he not only has to replace the lost income, he also must quickly recover the fixed expenses that were spent during his time off. For example, for an owner-operator with fixed costs of $100 per day, seven days off would cost $700 in payment that still have to be made. Let's return to the idea of business cycles and focus on the week. Smart owner-operators make every single week as profitable as possible. One trip is not enough time to be considered profitable or unprofitable, and an entire month may be too much time to manage. One week is the right amount of time to gauge how you're doing. To do so, become familiar with the advantages and disadvantages of every day in the week. That means doing these three things. 1. 
Match trip length to the optimum day of the week. 2. Plan to deliver on the day you have the best opportunity of getting a load. 3. Plan to drive under a load on days when it typically is harder to get a load. Your plan will vary depending on the weekly cycles of your region, typical length of haul, personal requirements, and other factors. The needs of customers and dispatch have to be considered and often will determine how your time is used. What's important is to have a specific weekly plan that helps you be successful. Here are some common qualities for each day of the week that you can use for a starting point. Sunday. It's like getting an extra day if you can pick up or deliver on a Sunday, since this typically isn't a day for either task. Being able to make the most of Sunday gives you a good head start on the week. Monday. Profitable owner-operators deliver on Monday. Why? Delivering the first load of the week on Monday lets you start your week with miles already generated and leaves time to be profitable during the rest of the week. On Monday, you'll find more load opportunities than on Tuesday, too. Tuesday. Unless it's a 2,000-mile trip, delivering the first load of the week on Tuesday means the week usually won't be profitable. Tuesday is the day to take a hard look at how many miles you have driven and how many more you need to have a profitable week. Wednesday. It's hump day. By now, half of your gross revenue for the week should already have been earned. Thursday. This can be the make or break day. A load picked up on Thursday should either be short enough, less than 600 miles, to deliver on Friday or provide enough miles, at least 1,600 miles, to carry you through the weekend. Try to average 550 to 600 miles a day for the trip, although on Thursday it's almost always better to take a 350-mile trip and deliver it on Friday. Turning down a short run just because it would mean laying over until Friday is an expensive mistake. Friday. This is usually the best day of the week for freight. Being under a load with the longest possible miles over the weekend will make the best use of your time. Saturday. The week is typically over, but like Sunday, Saturday is an extra day if you can pick up or deliver a load. Many an independent operator has realized high freight rates by being the 911 service on the weekend for a trusted broker. If you're using load boards on the spot market and can make yourself available on Saturday or Sunday by posting your truck, you might be surprised by the good results. Also, some of the best practices for owner-operators involve time management and result in maximum efficiency. Consider these. Deliver on time. If you deliver late, the consignee may assign your dock door to another driver and put you last on the list. Delivering 15 minutes late can cost you a whole day or even an entire weekend. Deliver as early in the day as possible so that you have a time cushion to get dispatched to your next load. On appointment loads, deliver 30 minutes early. An empty trailer gives you plenty of options, but a load sitting on your trailer gives you only one option, waiting to deliver. You have to manage the cost of fuel and fuel taxes as well as the cost of time to fuel, which usually is about 45 minutes per stop. The typical owner-operator carries 200 gallons of fuel or more, but only buys 100 gallons at a time. Often, it saves time to put in 175 gallons in the tanks instead of continually topping off at 100 gallons or less. Plan your trip and work out the timing in advance. Ask for directions to every stop or use mapping software such as ProMiles software or the many truck-specific GPS units now on the market from Rand McNally, ALK Technologies, TomTom, Garmin, and others. Use fuel route optimization tools such as fuelsurchargeindex.org as well. Try to depart early, especially when winter weather poses potential delays. Leaving late is a major reason for service failures, such as running out of hours on the morning of a delivery. 
Be prepared to deadhead instead of laying over. The time and money lost to a layover can almost never be made up. If the deadhead can get you to a good load within 24 hours, it might make sense. If you're leased, don't surprise your fleet manager. Keep him or her informed of every detail that affects service and your schedule. Set a personal and reasonable goal each week for the miles you want to run and tell your fleet manager or dispatcher. Work with him or her to improve your miles and your revenue. One final important aspect of time management is how you spend your time waiting. This can be while loading or unloading, getting your truck washed, or stopping at the scale house. Here are tips on making the most of your waiting time. Take care of your rig. Check your tires and lights and clean windows. Review your maintenance records. Take care of yourself. Take a walk if you can leave the rig. If you aren't able to leave, do stretches or exercise in the cab. Answer mail, write letters, and pay bills. Cook a healthy meal in your microwave or read a book. Plan ahead. Wipe off reflective tape while waiting or while doing a pre-trip. You'll be more visible and invite fewer inspections. Organize any clutter, especially on top of the dashboard. A cluttered dashboard is an open invitation to be inspected by law enforcement. Update your logs, and especially the recap. Not maintaining the recap is a major reason why operators unexpectedly run out of hours, a situation that is expensive and frustrating. You can see more detailed examples of profit and loss statements and other business tracking tools we've covered by reading the Partners in Business Manual produced by Overdrive and ATBS. It's available for purchase at PIBlive.com. It's also distributed free of charge to participants in our Partners in Business seminars at the Great American Trucking Show held every August in Dallas. To contact business services provider ATBS, call 888 640-4829.